Talk Radio. Pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack. Um, so essentially what this um, public-private partnership at the WEF is pushing for is for every person's access to the Internet to be tied to a digital ID uh, or a government-issued ID, but presumably a digital ID just because of where government-issued ID programs are all uh, going essentially around the world. People aren't necessarily going to consent to that unless uh, they are made to believe that anonymity and privacy online are dangerous. So um, how exactly can you convince people that that needs to happen? Well, you have some sort of event where anonymous hackers um, do something online that causes major disruption globally, and then the consent can be manufactured through fear and panic, as, as is often done, uh, that anonymity and privacy needs to be eliminated, that we need to know exactly who is doing what online to prevent a calamity of that scale from ever happening again. And this is the exact solution that these guys have been cooking for a very long time. Hackers affiliated with China's People's Liberation Army have infiltrated critical services here in the U.S. It was actually a very shocking result to us that there's a very few number of substations you need to take out uh, in the entire United States to knock out the entire grid. Knock out the entire grid? That's correct. How many would it take to knock out putting the entire country in a blackout? Less than 20. That report was from 2013, and it actually found the number was even lower. Nine. Taking out just nine critical substations could black out the whole country. This was a huge cyber attack in the panicked early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, targeting a $1.8 trillion government agency. The truth of it has never been reported. This is the Department of Health and Human Services, and on March 16, 2020, they were going to full remote work. Network operators had to adjust all their firewall and security settings to allow hundreds of thousands of new unknown connections into their network, so they had to scale down their security all at the same time. And that's when the attacks drop. China's preparing for war with the United States. Uh, the, the strategy here is that they want to be able to invade Taiwan, they're worried that the United States will project military power from bases in Hawaii and the continental United States to Asia to defend Taiwan. And so what China's trying to do is to do these cyber intrusions, lay in wait, and at the right moment, attack ports, attack water supply, attack uh, energy supplies uh, to prevent the United States from projecting military power forward. CCP Tide Group is quietly fueling U.S.-based climate initiatives, tax violence. And it goes through. The groups want to shut off fossil fuels, shut down the coal plants, CCP funded, Saudi Arabian funded. And they have their buddies in our government that are heavily invested there as the middlemen. They're shipping what's left of our jobs overseas. They're making announcements all over the country. No more money for building traditional roads. They're building roads just for EVs in Florida. The road itself will charge electric vehicles. If you have an electric vehicle and you have the right equipment attached, you will be able to uh, charge as you're driving. That dynamic charging is a pilot program. So at first, it'll only work for the fleet of test electric vehicles. But the end goal is for the expressway to charge all types of EVs. And I think when, when this is done, this will be a leadership model for the, for the rest of the world. And they're putting power cables under the road. But don't worry, they said it's coming to a road near you. And they're going to do it on regular roads. So you don't have to pull over and charge. You just drive down the highway while all that radiation 
Same stuff comes out of power lines that makes people sick on record. So we're charging at 131 kilowatts here at a DC fast charger. And up close to the cable, we're getting a little bit higher, but that's very close. Uh, EMS. Meanwhile, this ties into it. Texas power plants have no responsibility to provide electricity in emergencies. Justices rule. The decision now leaves the families of those who died during 2021 when the feds ordered the power not to be boosted. We have a nuclear power plant offline because a water pump froze. We have coal plants offline because equipment froze. Or the coal All right, folks, froze. that is the latest from Band.video. 2024 will see digital IDs ushered in by cyber and terror attacks as we are back live from the InfoWars studio broadcasting this December 27th. See you on the other side for the Daily Dispatch. This is Harrison Smith. You're watching the American Journal, InfoWars.com, Band.video. Share those links now. We'll be right back. It's Wednesday, December 27th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. It is Wednesday, the 27th of December, and we're coming to you live from the InfoWars studio. Hope everybody had a wonderful and relaxing Christmas. I know I did. I know I was getting a lot of messages from people saying, get back to work. So here we are. We are back, ready to fight the good fight. What a, and what a fight it is we have ahead of us. Of course, I'll actually be out starting on Friday. So I'll be here today and tomorrow, and then Chase will take over for a very brief time into the new year. And then come 2024, it's firing on all cylinders. Pedal to the metal, election year, world war, cyber attacks, massive invasion at the southern border. It's, it's all coming down, folks. And we are entering the final stretch, I think, for this great conflict between humanity and the technocratic psychopaths that are trying to put us all in boxes Soon it will all be decided. We'll be joined later in this show by Daniel Miller, president of the Texas Nationalist Movement. Talk about the great strides they've made towards Texas independence and the Texas secession movement. He'll be joining us in the 10 o'clock hour. So we'll open up the phone lines nice and early, probably in the 9 o'clock hour, to hear from our audience before welcoming Daniel Miller. And we'll be talking not just about the fact that they've achieved the requisite petition signature number in order to get the question of Texas secession on the ballot, but how Texas secession could be a solution to so many problems that we face these days, in particular, the invasion at the southern border, and that'll be a major topic throughout the show today. So let's just get right into it, shall we? Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Wednesday, the 27th of December, 2023. Largest migrant caravan in over a year headed to open U.S. border. 15,000 illegal migrants in Christmas caravan, and it's growing every day. The largest migrant caravan in over a year is on its way to the open border of the southern United States. 
The Christmas caravan left on December 25th from southern Mexico and is led by activist Luis Garcia Villagran. Activist, the right word? Activist. He's an activist. Uh, no, he's a, he's a criminal. He's leading a giant criminal gang. He's leading an invasion. He's a commanding general of the invading forces, an activist. Are you kidding me? He's guiding, he's guiding tens of thousands of foreign nationals towards our border with the express purpose of breaking our laws and achieving illegal egress into our country. That's not an activist. That's, that's a mafia member. That is a leader of a criminal mob. Unless we're also going to call the shoplifting mobs activists. They're activists. They're, they're freeing the goods from the shelves, liberating them into the hands of the criminals, looting. It's like, well, you're not, a, you're not an activist. You're just a criminal. So this guy's just a criminal. How we know who this guy, I mean, all right, we'll get into it later. We'll get into it later. It's so absurd at this point. I mean, the fact that we've gone from 2016, 2017, them claiming that migrant caravans were a conspiracy theory that weren't real. You can find videos of like leftist politicians going up and being like Trump's imaginary caravan that he's trying to scare everyone with. The fact that we've gone from that to just like this year's caravan is bigger than last. And it's just tens of thousands a day crossing over. We have a story that we'll get to a little bit later of essentially African travel agencies being set up. Senegalese travel agencies who just are advertising, we can get you in the United States, just pay a couple thousand bucks. It is a full-fledged industry at this point. And, of course, the human trafficking is coming along with it and so much more. Again, we'll get into some of the numbers a little bit later because they are truly astonishing. But meanwhile, the next story in our Daily Dispatch is this. Teen tourists stabbed by deranged stranger at Grand Central who shouted, quote, I want all the white people dead on Christmas. <sighs> yeah. A troubled, a troubled vagrant randomly stabbed two teenage girls enjoying a Christmas morning meal with their parents at Grand, Termin- uh, Grand Central Terminal Restaurant after ranting that he wanted all white people dead. Authority said, well, another, another Harvard grad making his mark in the world. Another just patriotic adherent to the leftist ideology doing what is the inevitable thing to do. The the inevitable conclusion of the stochastic terror that has been assaulting us for years. The girls, 14 and 16 year olds visiting from South America were attacked at Tartanary in the grand central dining concourse around 1125 AM Monday and suffered non life threatening stab wounds. Police's police and sources say, quote, I want all the white people dead. The suspect Stephen Hutcherson, 36 allegedly yelled, according to police sources, I want to sit next to the crackers. <laughs> okay. It's just, you know, come to America, get stabbed by a crazy black racist. I think it would look good on a, on a poster. 
think it's a good advertising for our tourist industry. Apparently, the girls are being treated for their injuries. Uh, and, and the guy was booked on felony counts of attempted murder, assault, criminal possession of a weapon, and misdemeanor endangering the welfare of a child, according to the MTA. So he'll be out you know, tomorrow probably. If I had to guess, if I had to guess, he'd be out tomorrow. Meanwhile, 160 Christians massacred, including pastors in Nigeria, coordinated attacks launched during Christmas. Terrorists massacred 160 people, many of them preparing for church Christmas programs Saturday night through Christmas Day and coordinated attacks on predominantly Christian areas in the Plateau State, Nigeria. Sources say Christian pastors were killed and hundreds of houses were destroyed in the massacres in the villages of Barkin, Ladi, Bokos, and Mangu counties. Officials and residents say the assailants killed Reverend Solomon Gushi of Baptist Church in Dares Village, along with nine of his family members, said uh, Bokos County resident Dalzino Malu. But, I mean, that's typical as well. I mean, it's like, why do we even report this? A black guy stabs white girls, uh, screaming about white people. Christians get massacred uh, ad nauseum, and nobody even reports. I mean, these things just happen, right? I mean, this is just normal. It's just your average, everyday, once-a-week sort of uh, occurrences in the world that we live in. Why even pay attention to I mean, obviously, must be because I'm racist. Meanwhile, Netanyahu looking for countries to absorb ethnically cleansed Palestinians. Israel's Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has told his supporters that he's working on finding countries ready to absorb Palestinians from Gaza. Yeah, not his. Obviously not his country. Right. I mean, obviously not his. Obviously his country is doing everything they can to exterminate the Gazans. But uh, anybody else want him? But it, does anybody else want to want to have him? I'll tell you what. Why would anybody want to take them when clearly having Palestinians in your midst is like a just open invitation to have Israel bomb your hospitals? We'll get into what's going on in Israel today as well because, of course, it is as predicted as is, almost seems inevitable at this point, spiraled out into a wider regional conflict. Story from Infowars.com. U.S. launches airstrikes in Iraq. U.S. forces have carried out airstrikes carbiting, targeting uh, Kataib Hezbollah militants, that's Hezbollah in Iraq, after blaming the group for a drone attack that injured three American soldiers in the country's Kurdish region. Yeah, there's been a lot of developments. America's trying to bribe Houthis to stop attacking people in the Red Sea. They're rejecting it. America's just, like, desperate to do absolutely anything to stop this conflict, you know, other than rein in Israel like a modicum, like a little tiny bit. Winter isn't coming. Winter is here. And while the sun isn't helping us produce as much vitamin D, do yourself a favor and try InfoWars Life Winter Sun Plus. Winter Sun Plus is a powerful vitamin D-based formula bringing you straight vitamin D3 free of toxic chemicals, allergens, preservatives, artificial colors, and GMOs. Our vitamin D3 formula supports the body's natural immune system, promotes calcium absorption for healthy bones and teeth, and helps sustain healthy tissue and systems of the body. In addition to the vitamin D, Winter Sun Plus includes vitamin K and E to enhance the formula and provide you with even more whole body support. And all these vitamins are presented in a way that is both delicious and easy to absorb. When the winters come, they come cold. 
So weather the storm and supplement with Winter Sun Plus at InfoWarsStore.com. In case you haven't noticed, world government, globalism, the attack on the family, open borders, fentanyl, wars, tyranny, surveillance, censorship, Satanism is all out of the open. But finally, people are waking up and realizing the threat. And it's InfoWars that the enemy recognizes is right at the tip of the spear. And that means you're the tip of the spear. And I'm asking all of you now more than ever to spread the word about the broadcast, to pray for the broadcast, and to get great products at InfoWarsStore.com that will enrich and empower your life. X2 sold out for over a year. Back in stock, selling out, discounted. Shorewide free shipping. Double Patriot points. Turbo Force, the strongest, most powerful nootropic out there. It is discounted. Back in stock. InfoWarsStore.com. Get Turbo Force. Get all the great products at InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you all for your support. God bless and good luck. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, war in the Middle East. Spiraling as we always knew it would. southern border being absolutely opened up for full-fledged invasion just like we always knew it would and it just goes on and on we'll be joined by daniel miller in the third hour to talk about the texas nationalist movement and the petition to have texas secede from the union very excited to talk to him about that which i see is a little as a little white pill in a sea of black a little, a little glimmer of hope that we could do something, literally anything, to stop the deliberate dismantle, dismantling of our entire country. Does that, seem, does that seem ironic to you? I actually want to dismantle the union in order to stop it from being dismantled? Well, there's dismantling the union in a political sense in which states like Texas – whose economies are bigger than Russia's and whose landmass is bigger than Germany or France can be politically independent from the corrupt scumbag network class in Washington, D.C. That's one option. Option two would be that the people and the culture and the history and the heritage and the physical landmass of the United States is picked apart, destroyed, piecemeal over the next decade or so to where we might still have 50 states, but the composition of the country will be utterly unrecognizable in a permanent and irreversible process that is taking place now. Really hard to... uh, hard to overstate what's going on here there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of stuff to talk about and we'll take your calls in the second hour I am tempted to get into uh, 
Israel right now. But let's let's continue with the discussion of the invasion as it is just unrelenting, unprevented and continuous. And again, the most frustrating part of all of it is how easy it would be to fix, how simple it would be to prevent all of this from happening. And yet the longer it goes on with every day that our border is open, the ultimate project work we have ahead of us has made that much more difficult, that much more dangerous. Now, these people want you to think that it's somehow anti-American and a imposition of violence. Simply put up a wall or... some sort of barbed wire fence. This is unacceptable to them. Can't happen, won't happen. They won't do it. They won't deploy that type of violence. Really what they're just setting us up for is a much more significant level of violence in the future as we have to undo what they're doing right now. Just don't for a second think that just because they've flooded the country with tens of millions of people that those means we have to accept it and that like with every month that another million come in, we should have to go, well, shoot, they got away with that million. Nothing we can do about that. And now there's a lot we can do about that. And it, it, it's, it, it makes it obvious that there is, in fact, a political solution to this because this is a political problem. It's not overwhelming. It's not something we can't handle. It's not something that we just can't do anything about. It's something that our leadership is doing on purpose, and if we had different leadership, they could do something else. And they were doing something else, like when Trump was in office. And just to illustrate how ridiculous all of this is, end wokeness on Twitter – says the annual cost of accommodating the millions of illegals in this country and the annual cost is nearly half a trillion dollars 451 billion dollars a year 451 billion dollars a year to care for process the illegal migrants in this country cost of the border wall would have been about 15 billion we couldn't even get $5 billion when Trump was in office, and we controlled the Congress and the Senate. Couldn't even get $5 billion. It was too expensive. It's too much money. So instead, we're spending $451 billion a year to take care of and house and provide the transportation for, provide the legal services for, and provide the courtroom facilities for foreigners, people that are not American. Contributed absolutely nothing to this country by definition. And yet are costing us half a trillion dollars a year while we simultaneously spend probably about that much defending the borders of Israel and Ukraine, amongst others. And in wokeness, of course, says this is not a crisis. It is by design. And of course it is. Echo chamber. On Twitter says this, the great replacement is accelerating. 15% of the U.S. population is foreign born and is growing three times faster than when Trump was in office. In October 2023, 
The foreign-born share was the highest in history at four point at forty nine point five million and fifteen percent of the U.S. population immigrants now at a record. Fifteen percent of the entire U.S. population. Since President Biden took office in January 2021, the foreign born population has grown by four point five million, larger than the individual populations of 25 U.S. states. And I believe. I've, I've heard even higher counts. Things like. I may have this wrong, but New Jersey, the 11th largest U.S. state. More people crossing in a single year. More than 11,000 migrants waiting in northern Mexico amid border surge. Just hanging out, just waiting. I mean, I, I uh, we're going to take your calls on this because I don't even. I don't even know what to say. I mean, we're just sitting here daily watching an invasion of millions take place, being funded by our government, being coordinated and orchestrated by the United Nations, being facilitated by the governmental program that was endowed with incredible powers specifically to prevent what they are now facilitating. And they're just doing it. They just keep doing it. So I don't know if the answer is like citizen militias forcing the government's hand. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. So we'll have to open up the lines for uh, your calls in the next hour. I'm sick of talking about this. I'm sick of seeing it. I'm sick of this being a reality. It is, it is mind boggling. What have you had a chance to take on the globalist? What have you had a chance to stand up against everything that you in? and Bill Clinton and Barack Obama and all these globalists are doing, would you support it? Well, guess what? We're not some fly-by-night operation. I've been on air 29 years, and we have devastated the New World Order together. But now more than ever, I need your support, and I make it easy by bringing you the best books, the best films, the best supplements, the best water filtration, the best everything. And right now for Christmas, only a week or so left, Free shipping store-wide, double Patriot points, X2 back in stock, massively discounted. Vitamineral Fusion, about to sell out, still discounted. Turbo Force, 10 hours of energy, back in stock. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com right now, ladies and gentlemen, and get great products and fund the InfoWar. I respectfully ask for your support, and I thank you for your support. God bless. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. We're on the cusp of 2024. I truly wonder what comes next. Alexander Dugan, philosopher, Russian political scientist, been referred to as Putin's brain, very highly regarded thinker in Russian patriotic circles. 
has said this the next year. The Great War will come to the Great War will come to the Middle East. It may be a little late, but it will happen. The Houthis will not stop. Ships will no longer enter the Red Sea. Oil prices will rise. Iran will respond to provocations. The collapse of Israel is inevitable. We call this the end of time. The apocalypse has already arrived right now or a little later. This may not happen yet, but soon. You see the actual tweet. Apocalypse is now. Right now or a bit later. Maybe not yet, but soon. Eh, but soon. Okay. And there's this weird, like, I don't even know know how to describe it. There's this weird sense of, like, inevitability. That it's, it's almost like everybody at this point is just a nerd to the fact that they're just used to the idea that the entire world is run by psychopaths. And it's almost just like when your parent has dementia and you just have to deal with it, you just go, that's just the way it is, you know? It's just the way it is. She's just going to keep telling that same story over and over because she just doesn't remember she already told it. She's just going to keep doing it. She's got not along. Go along with it. It's like the Ukraine war has more or less been hopeless for the last year at least. They're just still doing it. Everybody just sort of goes, yeah, yeah, that's what's going to happen. They're just going to kill everybody in Ukraine. They're just going to, at this point, they're done killing the young men. Now they're going to kill the old men, and we just have to deal with it. We just have to put up with it. This is just what's going to happen. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's a it's the greatest gift we could give to them is acting like they're literally insane, absolutely diabolically insane ideas are just, hey, we just have to accept them. It just, just has to keep going. They just have to keep bombing Gaza. They just have to keep sending Ukrainians into the meat grinder. They just have to keep escalating with Russia. They just have to keep flooding the border with millions and millions of people. They just have to keep letting all the murderers out to kill again. I always have to, that's just how it is. And that's what I don't really understand is this, is this mindset of inevitability, this, this concept of helplessness, like learned helplessness, that humanity itself seems to have been inculcated with. We can go to clip number five here. This is in Ukraine. This is the new recruiting class of Ukraine. Let's go ahead and roll the tape. For our uh, radio listeners, I'll tell you what we're looking at here is a bunch of old men sitting in a, what looks like an elementary school cafeteria. They're old men. They've got gray hair. They've got wrinkles. I don't see a single man that looks below the age of probably 50, but at least 45. You know, this is what happened at the end of World War II when it was like Germany was surrounded, the Allies were moving in, the Russians were moving in, and they were just desperately shoving a uniform on every 12-year-old and 75-year-old they could find because it was basically a fight to the death and they were not going to surrender until 
you know, the Allies were in Berlin, and that's what happened. In this case, though, it's just like this is just a choice. This is they're just deciding to do this. This isn't like a for the survival of our country, we will bring in every man, woman, and child. It's just like, yeah, they it just killed all the young ones already, and now they're bringing the old ones in. Ukraine's frontline troops are getting older physically, quote, I can't handle this. Why? What is the point of this? What goal are we trying to achieve here? What ultimate outcome do they even think is possible at this point? And I guess this is the point of the unaccountable, unelected globalist world government is they don't have to give you a reason. They don't have to try to justify what they're doing. They don't have to make an argument in favor of the sacrifice that they're forcing you to make. There's no, there's no balancing of, of sacrifice versus outcome, return on investment sort of thing. The average age of the, UK, of the Ukraine soldier is older than 40 as the country grapples with personnel problems. That's one way to put it. You say tomato, I say tomato. I say you have a psychopath, demonic crackhead elf running your country on the behalf of and for the benefit of multinational corporations headquartered in America. You say personnel problems. I mean, it's, it's one and the same. It's six, one half dozen of the other, I guess. That personnel problems, that's the way to put it. Yeah, Hitler had personnel problems in the bunker. Germany had personnel problems until he took a cyanide capsule. Ukraine's got personnel problems. The average age is over 40. And for some reason, it's only getting more intense. For some reason, the conflict, it's not winding down. It's not, they're not shoring things up. It's accelerating. It's ramping up. Russian warship damaged in Ukraine's strike on Crimea. Ukraine forces have damaged the Russian landing ship Novocherkask at its home base in Feodosia with an overnight missile strike, the Russian Defense Ministry confirmed on Tuesday morning. The engagement also resulted in the downing by Russian anti-aircraft weaponry of two Ukrainian Su-24 jets near the city of Nikolev by Russian anti-aircraft weaponry, the military said. The attack on the Crimean port city was also confirmed by the region's governor, Sergei Whatever, who reported that one person had been killed and two others injured. Blast waves from explosions of the military facility also damaged windows in nearby buildings, but otherwise civilian infrastructure remained intact, the official stated. Local emergency workers were later told media that five people had been reported injured and 250 rescue workers responding to the situation. I don't know if the guys can pull up a video of... This I actually have one, but I didn't put it in yet. Uh, but it is an absolutely monumental explosion taking place here. Just absolutely huge for our television viewers. You're seeing it on screen now. It's almost nuclear in scale. I suppose that would be what happens when you hit the munitions target. But simultaneous to and with that. You have Russian nuclear weapons being moved into Belarus for the first time. Story again from Gateway Pundit. Apocalypse Now, Russian tactical nuclear weapons in position in the territory of Belarus. 
Positioning of the nukes is intended as a defense against both Ukraine and Poland. Tactical nuclear weapons are designed for battlefield use and carry a smaller payload uh, for specific location attacks as opposed to a much more powerful strategic intercontinental nuclear missile. In the old world, these weapons would give pause and make NATO rethink its push eastward by seeing that powerful retribution can be expected. Nowadays, it does seem like nuclear deterrence has lost its persuasion power, which is very concerning since an attack is a real possibility in the current geopolitical moment. The board is set, the pieces are moving, and the nukes have arrived in Belarus. Lukashenko stated that housing Russian nuclear weapons in his country is a move to check aggression by Poland. And sure, in the old world, these weapons would give pause, but so would a lot of other stuff. Having to recruit old men, having to have press gangs roam your streets and grab family men and shove them into vans and send them off to die for no discernible purpose. That would cause pause, too. None of these things are causing pause, because how do you... How do you fight somebody that's suicidal? The West is suicidal. They'll do anything. Infowarstore.com. We also have store and free shipping. Double Patriot points. We have X2 about to sell out. We have Winter Sun, the best D3, finally back in stock. Still good for your immune system. We have Vaso Beats with the nitrous oxide to boost your heart health. All of it. We have Turbo Force, the most powerful, high-quality brain boost nootropic out there that's also good for you, unlike other brain boosters that aren't. Turbo Force discounted. Infowarstore.com. Get Turbo Force. Get Winter Sun. Get it all at Infowarstore.com. And I want to thank you all for keeping us on air over the years. You've seen that we've delivered together. You delivered supporting us. I've delivered not giving up. Praise God in passing ammunition in the information war. Get a copy of my book, The Great Awakening. Signed or unsigned, InfoWarsTore.com. Take action. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media, by the controlled churches and the universities. And why is this the case? Because we innately, by God have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements. Our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, you fund everything we do here at InfoWars by going to InfoWarsStore.com, InfoWarsStore.com, the only place that we receive funding of any sort. We don't ask you to pay in exchange for the information. The information is free. The information is just the cherry on top. No, at InfoWarsStore.com, we have really incredible products, supplements, T-shirts, books, movies, all sorts of great stuff. 
And again, we're here on the cusp of 2024. And if you're working on your uh, list of resolutions, New Year's resolutions, now it's time to get the supplements that can help you with whatever your goals are for 2024. Whether it's sleeping more or sleeping less, there's something for you. Whether it's working more or working less. Maybe you want to get more stuff done at the office this year, or maybe the previous year you thought you spent a little bit too much time at the office and need to spend more time relaxing. No matter what, there's something that can help you do it at InfoWarsStore.com. Incredible products, really incredible prices. The InfoWars Christmas Mega Super Sale is still on at InfoWarsStore.com. Probably won't last too much longer. So go there now, place your orders, and make sure that you have the boost and the help that you need this New Year's uh, upcoming New Year's to to fulfill your New Year's resolutions. We should take calls on New Year's resolutions or something. No, we'll take calls on literally everything, and I uh, will open up the phone lines in the next hour before being joined by Daniel Miller in the third hour. I've got a lot of uh, yeah. I should, well, do you want to just go through some of these headlines? Should we just go through some of these um, headlines about Israel? Shall we? Because it's well, it's certainly not getting any better. And you would just think at a certain point, enough would be enough. You have to think there's some sort of threshold beyond which even the most extremist Israeli settler would be like, okay, I think we can let up a little bit now. Not only has the bombing campaign of Gaza not relented, not slowed down, it's ramped up, it's intensified, and practically every week since October 7th, that's been the case. It started out really big, really strong, really devastating, really damaging, and it's only gotten worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Almost like it's on purpose. Almost like this was the intention the entire time. Let's go through some of these headlines from Wall Street Journal. Israel intensifies offensive against Hamas in Gaza refugee camps. Well, we can't let them have refuge. Israeli forces intensified their ground offensive in refugee camps in the central Gaza Strip as fighting continued to drive Palestinian civilians into shrinking and overcrowded areas in search of safety. Since the launch of its military operation in October, Israel has struck several refugee camps in Gaza as it seeks to eradicate Hamas or, you know, whatever. You know, as it seeks to eradicate Hamas or just, I mean, or not. I mean, they're not actually damaging Hamas that much. In fact, they've hardly damaged Hamas at all. As we've known since the very beginning, since before the attack on October 7th, long before, Hamas operates primarily in massive tunnel complexes 60-plus feet underneath the surface of the earth. So they're not the ones being damaged by the bombs. They're not the ones taking casualties. It's been solely and completely civilians. And, you know, just to sort of draw these, these two things together, the story I covered in the Daily Dispatch 
largest migrant caravan in over a year heading to open U.S. border, 15,000 illegal migrants in Christmas caravan, and it's growing every day. And they talk about how this is being led by some dude, Luis Garcia Villagran. Now, if you are leading a military force of 15,000 people towards a stated goal of invading a sovereign nation, I think you should be treated as an enemy combatant. You should be taken out. I think it'd be easy to do. I don't think it'd be difficult. I don't think America would have to do it. I think we could probably pay the cartels to do it. Pretty cheap. <laughs> that's the way, if that's the way you wanted to go. But I think if you're leading an invasion, 15,000 people, you have set yourself up as a military opponent of a superpower, I think you should be taken out. Whether that's, you know, a SEAL team just dropping in with helicopters Throwing you in the ocean like they did with Osama bin Laden. Wink, wink. Or whether, like, you know, kidnapped and interrogated and shouldn't say kidnapped, arrested and interrogated and you know, discovered who's funding you. And then you go after those people, you know, uh, unspool the network in order to dismantle it. I'm good with any of those. That being said. If America's response to this was to just kill all 15,000 people and go, well, we are hyper, hyper-targeted Luis. We are very, we are very concerned with civilian casualties, and we're, we're, we are doing our best to have as few of those as possible, but in order to get Luis, we went ahead and carpet-bombed the whole open-air caravan. We killed 15,000 people, 7,000 of them were children, and we're not even sorry about it. When you kind of feel sick, right? Like, it seems like these are the two extremes we're dealing with in the world right now. It's like either you just silently sit back as a person becomes a public figure, just going, I'm, I'm funded by billionaires to lead 15,000 people into your country and violate your laws. And you sit there and go, well, okay. Well, all right. Well, I don't like it, but... Good luck with that. Like, that's one option. And then the other option is uh, burn all of the 15,000 civilians to death. It's like, how about some just, how about something in the middle? How about just like, if you are going to uh, target opponents militarily, you do it in a surgical and reasonable fashion. And if you're going to kill tens of thousands of civilians, routinely in a meat grinder sort of process that just goes on and on and on and on and on, you should be treated like the war criminal psychopath mass murderers that you are by the rest of the world. It's just kind of weird, isn't it? I mean, isn't it all just kind of like messed up and backwards to how everything is just it's like some things are just allowed even though they're obviously illegal obviously terrible i'm just it's all it's all obvious and the authorities do nothing and then on the other hand you know you've got what a thousand people out of two million in gaza that spend an afternoon killing people in israel and so then for the next I don't know, is it going on three, four months at this point? 
You just are flattening entire city blocks, just murdering everybody. Is, I mean, is this a tactic? Is this a psychological thing? Is there something about this that's so wildly out of touch with just reality and, and what is necessary or good or, or like yeah, the way anything has ever been done in the past? It literally just feels like since World War II, the world has just been in a nightmare. It's just been in a bad dream where nothing makes sense. Nothing works the way it's supposed to. I literally feel like you could wake up tomorrow and it's just like, but what about the caravans and the war? And then people would just be like, what are you talking about? We patrol our border. And if somebody tries to cross illegally, we arrest them and send them back. War? No, we're, there's a, it's been a two state solution for the last 40 years. They're living peacefully next to each other, just like any other country lives next to its neighbors. War in Ukraine no, it's just everything's going fine. You know, Ukraine people elected a, a pro-Russian person and uh, there was no coup performed. So everything's just going fine and normal. It's like instead we just this degenerate, chaotic, violent madness just roiling continuously ever since World War II. And like that's got to be the marking. That's got to be the point where you just go, OK, before this. Everything seemed pretty normal. Everything was just like, everybody just did normal things and treated threats with a normal amount of, you know, pushback. For the last 70 years, it's just been this nightmare, madness, fever dream. Chaos, murder, violence, blood in the streets, criminals running rampant, good people cowering and hiding while evil flourishes. What have you had a chance to take on the globalist? What if you had a chance to stand up against everything the U.N. and Bill Clinton and Barack Obama and all these globalists are doing? Would you support it? Well, guess what? We're not some fly-by-night operation. I've been on air 29 years, and we have devastated the New World Order together. But now more than ever, I need your support, and I make it easy by bringing you the best books, the best films, the best supplements, the best water filtration, the best everything. And right now for Christmas, only a week or so left, Free shipping store-wide, double Patriot points, X2 back in stock, massively discounted. Vitamin Mineral Fusion, about to sell out, still discounted. Turbo Force, 10 hours of energy, back in stock. Please go to InfoWarsStore.com right now, ladies and gentlemen, and get great products and fund the InfoWar. I respectfully ask for your support, and I thank you for your support. God bless. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to open up the phone lines for your calls this hour. The number to dial, if you want to dial in, is 1-877-789-2539. Taking your calls uh, Throughout this hour, joined by Daniel Miller in the third hour, talk about secession, Texas secession. It will be on the ballot this March, barring some extra legal interference from the powers that be. We would rather us be stuck in a one-sided, monumentally unfair 
union, so-called, with the federal government and the fellow states. Yeah, I don't even, I don't even, um, I don't even know. I don't even know at this point. Honestly, I just, I, I, what are you, what are you supposed to say? I was like, what are you supposed to say about any of this? The border, the wars, just everything, just everything going on and on. And I guess I have to believe that people just don't know this is going on. Like, they have to just not know, right? There's no way. No, you know what it is? You know what it is? There's, there's two options. <laughs> People either don't know this stuff is going on. It's totally ignorant. They literally just see, like, Fox News headlines that's, like, massive migrant caravan, and they're just like, ah, more conspiracy theories. Like, they just literally cannot believe the evidence of their own eyes. They're just, like, psychologically broken. Or... There's completely in favor of everything that's happening. Those are the only options as far as I'm concerned. For why you wouldn't be outraged at this. For why you wouldn't be infuriated with this. The whole thing is that like, I don't know, man. People just, just so psychologically weak. It's really like all it is. I was like, how do we get, and we only got here because of decade upon decade of poisoning in the food and water, poison information in the school system, poison information in the mainstream media, just slowly but surely sucking the life and intelligence and sovereignty and vitality and vim and vigor and self-preservation. And I think no small part of it, maybe this is just my imagining, I don't know if it's like a flex. Is it, I don't know if it's a flex by the people in charge. But it's not necessary for them to do some of this stuff. But in terms of things like the move, the anti-natalist move now, getting people to override or to push down and and eliminate in their own minds the most basic primal drive, the most evolutionarily necessary drive to procreate, to have kids, to find somebody else to mate with for life, to raise a child. Like it's, it is a biological imperative of the strongest order, and yet they have people willfully willingly, without coercion, at least overt coercion, without threatening, willingly giving that up. And it's like they don't even have to. They don't even have to. It's like that, that image from They Live where he puts on the sunglasses and it says, like, procreate, obey. It's like they could be tyrants without having us so disconnected that we don't even want to have kids anymore it's like they're doing it on purpose you know what i'm saying it's like they it's like they're like wow we can really make them do anything huh let's get rid of the drive to have a genetic continuation next wouldn't that be funny wouldn't that be a good joke to pull on humanity because i don't 
You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. It goes up to me. Welcome back, folks. The headline for today's show is this. Wednesday Live, World Awakens to Globalist Migrant Invasion Agenda. Is it too late? It's not too late. If I was American dictator charged with spelling immigrants from this country. I don't think it'd be that difficult, honestly. I really don't. I think there's actually not even that difficult of a solution to this. And it goes into my my primary political belief, which is make citizenship mean something again. If you're a citizen, you're a citizen and you ha- you deserve and theoretically have privileges because of your status as a citizen. On the flip side, you also have obligations as a citizen that illegal immigrants don't have. So I would say something like, you know, if you've been here for 10 years and never been convicted of a crime, if you were brought over before the age of 10 by a parent or a you know, family member of some sort. And maybe something like if you have, it's, it's called the 10, 10, 10 deal. If you've been here for 10 years, if you were brought over before the age of 10, or if you have like 10 family members that are citizens, then you shouldn't be made a citizen. You shouldn't have a path to citizenship. But you should be given some sort of uh, what would be the word like permanent visa, permanent visa, basically conditional permanent visa, but you have to come in and register for it. If you've been here for less than 10 years, then you're just going to be expelled. If you've been here, if you were raised somebody else until you were 10 and then you were brought over at 15, we're going to send you back to your home country. I think if you grow up somewhere until you're 10 years old, sending you back to that place is just sending you home. I do think it's unfair, and it's an an issue we have to deal with, the idea of sending kids back. Like if a kid is brought over by his parent, he has no choice. He's two years old. He's brought over by his parent. He's raised in America until he's 15. I think it's kind of cruel to send that kid to a different country. If he didn't grow up there and doesn't know it there, I do think that's kind of cruel. So I think you have to sort of carve out caveats but the point of all this is to say that it's not a matter of like sending the stormtroopers out to round up illegal immigrants i think you can have incentives and you can have programs that are like pseudo citizenship where you don't get to vote but you pay taxes and you can have an id uh but you're not a citizen and you don't have birthright citizen like your kids aren't citizens we got to get rid of birthright get rid of all that stuff but there's like bureaucratic processes that you can just put into place where you can go you either comply with this bureaucratic process and you don't suffer but you have to leave or you don't suffer but you have to have a conditional visa where you come in and register once a year once every two years or whatever it is or you're going to be forcibly evicted from the country or you're going to be imprisoned here in america and you're going to work for us to pay off the costs you've had to the American people. I'm talking work camps, baby. 
None of this is difficult. None of the, I'm just, I don't know. Any of this stuff would work. Any of this stuff has worked in the past. Where you just go, we're not going to run around chasing you, just, you know, stopping you and let me see your paper, sir. But here's the deal. You come in and register with us. Or we will chase you down. <laughs> just give them the option and just make it bureaucratic. Make it just a process that everybody has to go through. And I don't think it's uh, that difficult. And you can carve out, you know, exceptions for people that were brought over as kids that it's not their fault. We don't have to give them citizenship. Again, this false dichotomy of like you either make them citizens or you have to send them back to Ecuador. It's like, well, there's another – there's a third option. It's like a million options actually. You can make up as many options as you want and then do them. So why not have some sort of permanent – but conditional visa program where it's like, hey, as long as you're paying taxes and as long as you aren't breaking the law, then you can stay. You can't vote. Maybe you can't even own property. And you're always welcome to leave. <laughs> you just that's we don't need deportations. We need a program that lets them know that they're welcome to leave at any time <laughs> and makes it a priority of them to do so. Anyway, all, all this is just so I'll just to say that these are choices that we're making. Obviously. Obviously, right? Let me get to some more headlines here, but I've been rambling, and I want to go to phone calls. Let's go to Joe in Arkansas, who wants to talk about the borderline number one. Thanks for calling in, Joe. You're on the air. Yeah, Harrison, it's nice to talk to you. Uh, yeah, you said earlier that, um, you know, that we talk and talk and talk, and um, and I think you're right. I think, uh, I think that we've done... Plenty of singing, and I think the time to bring it is now. I, I think we could go down to the border. We could make it very uncomfortable for them to cross our border. You know, uh, we have to do it right, of course. So I'm calling for January 6th, starting Eagle Pass, Texas. Once we're down there, uh, once once people see we're down there, the others can go to Lukeville, San Luis. You can go to El Paso. But if we don't start now... We're not going to have a home real soon. This country is on the verge of not being able to get back on the right course. So, I mean, we can talk and talk and talk. We all know what's coming. So January 6th, Eagle Pass. That's what I think needs to happen. Yeah, I mean, there's got there's got to be some. There's got to be some organized movement of action. And of course, it's, of sort, course, of, civilly. It, it's sort of a, a foolproof well, it's not foolproof, but the the good part of an idea like this is that they can't – they couldn't talk about it without showing the situation. Right now, ignorance is their greatest weapon. If they can just keep yep. the American people ignorant of what's going on, then that's fine. But you know if a bunch of white dudes showed up at the border with an intention of actually defending our country against invasion, they would really want to report on that, and that would inevit- inevitably – you know, lead to the question of like, well, wait, why are they on the border? Because there's how many? Because there's what number of people crossing over? Like right now, they just sort of like brush it off and they're like, yeah, we're doing the best we can with the best we got. And it's just it's a difficult situation. They just act like it's the other thing these people do. They just act like everything is just kind of happening. There's just not a there's not people making decisions. It's not this activist leader leading a caravan of 15,000 people. It's just a developing situation that's being dealt with by professional. And it's just this like corporate doublespeak that allows them to get away with this. 
I agree. There's, yeah. there's got to be. There's got to be something to do. I do want to move on to yeah. another call before we uh, go to break here. Thank you for the call, Joe. Let's go to Nathan in Virginia. You want to talk about uh, immigration? Go ahead, Nathan. You're on the air. Hello, Harrison. First time getting through. Um, oh, wonderful. Good to talk to you. Thanks for calling. Um, I, I love what you guys are doing there. I really appreciate it. Love the X2. Glad it's back. But what I want to get to is the immigration. They're pumping this immigration issue up on purpose. They're going to use that to push the digital passport, digital ID. And the Republicans are going to eat it up because they're going to use that as a excuse to fix voting, fix illegal immigration, fix everything. We need to all be super aware. Watch for this very, very closely. Um, and you know I just the, and you know that coming that. with the mainstream media flipping, flipping everything. Yeah. You know, up until now, they've been denying there's even a problem. Now, all of a sudden, hey, guess what? We had this big problem. And it's the classic, I mean, it's the classic paradigm that they deploy every single time, right? <laughs> problem, problem, reaction, solution. Yeah, fix the globalist like, problem with the yeah, with, with their globalist problem with the globalist solution. solution. And uh, I mean, the craziest part is they literally already did this. They already did this to get E-Verify in like the 90s. I wish I'd saved the clip. Yep. I was listening to Coast to Coast. It was like an old archive clip from the 90s where he's going, well, I'm not usually in favor of, you know, things like electronic verification, digital ID sort of thing, but if it'll help crack down on illegal immigration, then I guess I'm for it. Well, they got the E-Verify and illegal immigration exploded. So they've already done this. They're going to do it again. Because that's where the report was at, uh, about at the top of this show. We'll be right back. The InfoWars Live Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver has finally returned. To celebrate this powerful product's long-awaited homecoming, we're slashing $10 off the asking price, passing the savings on to you. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. Concentrated to 30 parts per million in a pure base of deionized water, this survival silver is the perfect fit for you and your family's routine and emergency supply. Colloidal silver is an amazing natural product that can assist your body's many healing processes. Do a deep dive, research the possibilities of colloidal silver yourself, and don't miss out on this limited time offer of $10 off. Try InfoWars Life Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver today. Available right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I'm a humble person, and I want to say that I'm just a man, but I'm not just a man. Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you, and that's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me. Not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because you're a bad person, because you're a good person. Because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you to always remember that I appreciate you and I thank you. Because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. 
listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back, folks. We're just going to write down the list of callers here. We've got Jonathan in New Jersey next. I want to talk about open-air prisons. Go ahead, Jonathan. You're on the air from the open-air prison Hello. of New Jersey. Hello. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> We're the armpit of America. That's what I like to call us. But um, what uh, what, what maybe uh, think about it, because I've always had this thought, but what maybe think about it is when Owen said uh, it was like throwing matches at a powder keg, right? So basically my... my uh, like my comparison to that is like they're in a watchtower and we're just in a prison and they're just literally just doing whatever the hell that they think they could do to make it turn against each other. And they're just like, damn, like these people, like they really love each other, but then like, but they know the switches to, to, to flip to really like get it turned up, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know. It's just like a sick, sick twisted thing that these people do. I don't know. And they must, they must see that like literally AI is going to take over. There's going to be no more jobs. And they don't want to have everybody live on a, you know, just the central bank digital currency live on this one flat line of money because, if, you know, somebody somebody down the street's gonna buy like uh, the new game and you don't have enough money because you spent it on the, the the last game from last month or whatever. So you're gonna be jealous of that guy, and there's no way to prosper because we're gonna be, you know, unless cause I, I do things like recycled glass. So hopefully I'll be all right. You know, I could just go to somebody's recycled bin and just take their glass and they'll be happy I took it. So hopefully I'll be all right when, this shit, when the poop hits the fan. Mm-hmm. Pardon my language. But, uh, yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, I love you guys. I just wanted to say that. And uh, and for people that say that it, it that you had to stay on the line first-time caller, dude, I tried calling two times. The time that, that Owen was Santa, I heard him over the line. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, what's going on? Uh, I guess like I, he must, and it felt like he was trying to like go no, whatever. But it's easy to contact you guys. It's not a problem. You guys want to talk to these people? It's not a problem. You know they're right there. You can touch. One more thing, Harrison. Um, mm. so I think somebody should just literally like if you like, <clears throat> Elon, Elon should buy one of these like regular channels, right? And literally make the government into like a TV reality show, so everyone has to tune in because it's it's Damn near a joke, goddamn comedy comedy show. Mm. So if you had people playing like these people, you know, and, and everyone could just watch it, they'll really see what the hell's going on. I think I think people will change their minds, you know. Yeah, I, that's uh, oh, it's an interesting idea. I mean, that, that, that is that is basically what he's doing uh, with X. I mean, you know, he's that, that's what's yeah, largely you know, what he's doing. You even need the old people. You even need the old people, so even the old people could tell the, the kids. And then the kids can start having that value too. Even get to the old people. Yeah, the, to, I mean, the problem is, to, to, I mean, there's again, there's almost this like strategic bureaucratic yeah. level of action where it's like it's boring. I mean, because that exists. I mean, uh, C-SPAN. Dude, that's basically dude, what this, C-SPAN this, is. Is just a live feed of the government, and nobody watches it because it's beyond boring. And anytime that there's anything interesting happens, it's usually broadcast on a different network, so they don't even use C-SPAN. But I mean, that that is sort of the idea behind. Uh, C-SPAN. I like that X is opening it up uh, to everybody. I mean, X Spaces is awesome. When you can go on a space, I mean, when we're on the space and it's the world's richest man, Elon Musk, talking to the world's most censored man, Alex Jones, live and unfiltered and directly to one another without any sort of, you know, impasse or, or barrier between them. And then you got Matt Gates hopping on and talking as well. 
I, I really think, you know, what he's doing with X is the future of not just communication, but government as well, where, you know, the government figures can't just sort of hide behind this, this, pers- this uh, perception of being above everybody else and, you know, doing things in the halls of government. It's like, no, you got to explain yourself. You got to come on Twitter and deal with the questions and actually, you know, confront your uh, detractors and give them a, you know, an open platform. I mean, if we could actually discuss this stuff openly, all of this stuff and have it be a spectacle, have it be something that people want to tune into. It's another great thing about, you know, Donald Trump being in politics was people actually paid attention for the first time. And a lot of people woke up to a lot of stuff going on. So uh, I think you're right. I think he's already sort of doing that with X. But thank you so much for the call, Jonathan. We go now to Judy in Florida who wants to talk about the invasion. Thanks for calling in. Judy, you're on the air. Hey, Harrison. I hope you had a good Christmas with your family. Um, Good to talk to you. Uh, I look at this uh, situation um, just just as an aside. There's no war at all that I want anywhere on the planet. Um, uh, that's not something I, I sign on to. I mean, I absolutely am with, you know, the Prince of Peace, having peace. Um, but it, it, it doesn't seem to really matter. Just to give you, um, a quick update, uh, I had told Chase that I had gone to Virginia from where I live to attend my ex-husband's funeral. Mm -hmm. And, um, come to find out that not only he died, uh, but uh, the middle child of nine, she died also of a turbo cancer. And, you know, I didn't ask whether or not these two individuals, because they, they're just, I don't know where their thinking is on the COVID spectrum, but I didn't ask how many shots, you know, and what type of shots, because it, it's like a forbidden question. But I, I probably have three family members uh, racked up that Anthony Fauci is, has like indirectly or directly killed is what I'm trying to get to. Right. But um, the one of the main things when I mention war, um, and I, I hear how you are uh, distraught as I am also uh, about the response that Israel had on um, you know the, what they call the Palestinian territory. Mm. Um, I want to just impart to you with with the invasion that's occurring in the United States, two things. I, w- I would like for you to look at the revised Minnesota flag. Right. And look at the, look at the Somali flag. Right. And understand that it is a conquesting uh, ideology, theology, political system that is Islam. Mm. And um, where Jesus was born is now in the West Bank. Uh, and uh these are just types of things that we need to look at in a historic perspective, but understand that uh, as much as Christianity, um, we, we act in a defensive posture. Um, Islam is advancing uh, along with whatever communistic, you know, uh, satanic arm of globalism, you know, just to devour. Um, but I, I, one other thing that I sent you this morning, um, and it's, uh, if you go to Brighteon, uh, the guy, is, he's called The Prisoner. Um, the heading, and I sent it to you just a little while ago, the heading is Whistleblower, Illegal Immigrants Ages 19 to 30 Crossing Borders to Murder the Legal Citizens. So I think it's worth a listen to. starts with a guy in Texas, but the whistleblower is out of the U.K. 
Um, the ending is just kind of irrelevant because it's just, you know, a guy singing, we're not going to take it. <laughs> but, uh, you know... Well, uh, yeah, you, you've uh, you've you've covered a lot of ground here, Judy. There's a lot of uh, of stuff to I respond know. to. Uh, thank you so much for the call, uh, and we'll we'll respond to some of it on the other side. Because yeah, it, I mean, it all it is all mixed together. And I'll say there was a a moment I, I sort of tweeted about it on Christmas Eve because there's a Advent calendar that we have where there's 24 books telling the story of the birth of Jesus, and there in the foldout is a map. Says the Holy Land. It was just kind of like jarring hearing the story of the birth of Son of God, Mary, this pleasantly plump pregnant woman being led on a donkey. And then the map that you see, you've seen every day because of the bombs fall. Infowarstore.com. We also have store free shipping, double Patriot points. We have X2 about to sell out. We have Winter Sun, the best D3, finally back in stock. Still good for immune system. We have VasoBeats with the nitrous oxide to boost your heart health. All of it. We have TurboForce, the m- most powerful, high-quality brain boost nootropic out there that's also good for you, unlike other brain boosters that aren't. TurboForce discounted. InfoWarsStore.com. Get TurboForce. Get Winter Sun. Get it all at InfoWarsStore.com. And I want to thank you all for keeping us on air over the years. You've seen that we've delivered together. You delivered supporting us. I've delivered not giving up. Praise God and pass the ammunition in the information war. Get a copy of my book, The Great Awakening. Sign or unsigned, InfoWarsStore.com. Take action. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news. Today. Taking a record of the hearts and minds of the American people, it's the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Right down the lines of the phone calls, some familiar names coming up on the list. First is Presley in North Carolina. Presley in North Carolina. I gotta be honest. I clicked over the weekend. Dr. Carlson did an interview with Kevin Spacey. Thought this is kind of odd. People talking about it. I clicked it. I watched about thirty seconds of it. I kind of couldn't handle it. It was kind of too cringy for me. Was that why you were throwing up a whole bunch? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, the stomach bug of having to listen to uh, Kevin Spacey. It was weird. It was very – I didn't even watch it. So you probably know more about this than I do, Presley. Thanks for calling in about the Tucker and Kevin Spacey interview. What was all that about? Uh, God only knows what it was really about, man. That was – I felt like I took a hit of acid watching that thing, man, <laughs> because he's interviewing Kevin Spacey as Frank Underwood, but he's asking both of them questions. It's the most bizarre thing I've seen since Kanye was on with Alex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw a lot of people, I mean, the speculation was all over the place. It was like, you know, what the hell is this, obviously, first of all? A pretty well-known, suspected, alleged gay pedophile, uh, Kevin Spacey, on with Tucker Carlson. Yeah. Is this a joke? Is this, and then there's other people being like, no, it's a, it's a sign, or it's a, 
you know, it's a warning. It's a shot across the bow to the other people. And it's like, I don't know. I can't make heads or tails of it. I think, I think maybe Kevin Spacey is just desperate for attention. And so he'll go on anybody who will have him. Tucker must have known it was going to get a lot of views and cause a lot of stir. So I'm just, it's very bizarre. I don't know if they're good friends or what, but you know, you haven't heard anything from Kevin Spacey. And then it's like he's stuck in that Frank Underwood character now. I don't know what's going on, dude. It is really weird. It is really weird. And that he did it on Christmas, like Christmas or Christmas Eve, they came yeah, out with Christmas that. Eve. Yeah. So I don't it's know. kind of been Kevin Spacey's MO to do like a Christmas Eve video in that character when he was on the show House of Cards. Right. And then when he got canceled, he did that really bizarre off the wall one. And then now it's been like, I don't know, a couple of years and he's been quiet and he's this all of a sudden. And like all, all of his accusers have died, basically. <laughs> like yeah. all, of, all of his accusers have, have all mysteriously passed away. Very reminiscent of like Hillary Clinton. Uh, it's it's well, weird, not to man. mention all the real truth bombs in that show, House of Cards. Like it's kind of, I don't know, it's beyond art imitating reality at this point, man. I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure. But, I'm man, sure. I just want to say. Uh, Go ahead. That was an awesome gift you got your son. The armor outfit, dude. Oh, that yeah. was great. He is. Yeah, uh, he looks awesome. Refusing to take it off. He calls it his army. I need my army. That's He'll uh, be leaving it one day, man. Yeah, he has been. Uh, even though he's sick, he's just like <laughs> he was sick and just <laughs> lying. You know, forlorn, but also wearing armor. There he is. The That's lad. how my youngest son was, man. He was all into the outfits. Just wouldn't take them off. So it's what's up. Yeah. And he's got a good spirit. He, does, yeah, he man. definitely does. Well, thank you very much. Take on that. Yeah, thanks for the call. You know, it's it's very weird. I'm sure I've told the story before, but my connection to Kevin Spacey is that when I was uh, working on a video production company, we were basically using – not basically. We were literally hired the crew that did the first season of House of Cards – and so this was back when House of Cards was airing, and it was before anything had broken with Kevin Spacey. There was no big scandal yet or anything, but it was just an open secret on set that the crew was like, oh, yeah, if you – they were telling me, and this was you know almost 10 years ago at this point. They are telling me like, yeah, if you were, if you were on the set of House of Cards, you know, Kevin Spacey would have had you be his personal assistant. Wink, wink nudge nudge like it was just a thing that kevin spacey would just when he got to a set to film something would just identify the young pretty boys and be like you're mine for this shoot would just track him across and it was before anything you know actually happened so you know it's not like it's not like these are it wasn't like a louis ck a louis ck situation right that was one where it was like you know, treated as this, like, Louis C.K. is a rapist, but then the accusations were really that he just, like, politely asked a woman in his hotel room if he could do stuff, and she said yes, and so he did. Like, it's like, that's not even a thing. What? Why is he getting wrapped up in a big scandal when it's, like, that seemed kind of, like, kind of weird, but also not a violation, also not a aggressive or, you know, violation sort of thing. Uh so I don't know. It's like this is just what Kevin Spacey did. Everybody knew that he did it. Whether he kept it all above board or whether there was some coercion in place, I can't say. But 
I do not know why Tucker Carlson would have. It's just it's creepy, man. It's creepy and weird, and I don't get it. Have me on, Tucker. Don't have Kevin Spacey. Have me on. We'll talk about all sorts of interesting things. Let's go now to William in Arkansas. You want to talk about the Texas nationalist movement? We will be joined by Daniel Miller of the TNM uh, later in the program. Talk about Texas secession, and it will be on the ballot later this year. William in Arkansas, what are your thoughts on the matter? Um, Ed, <laughs> pretty vast. Um, no accusations, uh, but uh, there's a lot of lack of participation by a lot of individuals in the state of Texas that claim to be patriots. You can say what you want, uh, springtime patriot, wintertime patriot. Um, it takes more than 2,500 state guard members to form a formal military. You've got the aspect of the federal government within the you know state of Texas. Of, you know They moved out of... Uh, Texas, Texas would be, be hurting. There's a lot of military in Texas. If they take their federal money, that's just what's going to happen. Uh, I spent umpteen years in the state military, uh, 15 plus, and eight in, in the federal side of it. Uh, and the first thing that everybody seems to ask, and, you know, service, it's called service, is, well, what do I get out of it? Well, you're not supposed to get anything out of it. This is the difference between a springtime patriot and a wintertime patriot. Uh, you know, it's ridiculous for anyone to expect me to fight for them when they won't fight for themselves. We're sitting here talking about the details of how they're killing us. I'm at my wits end in certain regards of the stupidity of this nation. Uh, you know, we're sitting here literally watching a thousand different ways that they're justifying killing us. Um, and we're talking about it. Uh, I look at a lot of the, uh, you know, patriots in Texas as blowhards. There are 30 million people down there, you know, and you got how many in the state military? And it's that way the, the nation over. And I'm no superhero, but don't talk to me about once again being a springtime patriot when you're more interested in the Astros and Krakos than you are, you know, uh, other serious issues. I'm, just, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm uh, receiving your your point, William. So, I mean, what is your what is your take on the on the Texas nationalist movement? Do you think it's just not worth it, or I mean, what would be your well, advice? Okay, to get on board, if uh, crap or get off the pot, I don't see enough participants. I don't see a mindset change within the Texas State Guard or any military entity in this nation or the world that's going to change no more bombs in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. I mean, talk is cheap. Talk is cheap, you know? Um, and, and we're sitting here and we're having to worry about literal words. I know. And, well, and, and talking about uh, treading, treading water and saying the same thing over and over, it's our, uh, yes. it's, it's our three-year anniversary of the American <laughs> Journal, and uh, Zero Foxtrot posted our first episode all the way back in – I guess December 2021, or I'm sorry, January 2021, and uh, you were one of our first callers, William. So at least we're we're keeping that tradition going, bringing it full circle. We'll be back on the other side with more of your calls, starting with Simon from Florida, another one of our 
favorite regular callers. Stay with us, folks. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. Please do not forget that my book has gone number one on a bunch of the different subcharts. The Great Awakening Part 2 of The Great Reset, twice as long. The Plan to Defeat the Globalists launched the next great renaissance. But if you want to get destroyed for shipping, double Patriot points, Turbo Force, the best nootropic, 10-hour clean energy booster. It, it, it's the highest quality ingredients. It's amazing. Turbo Force, back in stock, InfoWarsStore.com. Up to 60% off on so many great products that are there. Winter Sun, the highest quality vitamin D3 that boosts your immune system, take it under the tongue for absorption. It's back in stock, 40% off. Winter Sun, Turbo Force, X2, Vitamin Mineral Fusion, DNA Force Plus, Vaso Beach for your blood and your heart and what it does for a nitric boost. Nitric boost. It's all there. Infowarsstore.com or 888-253-3139. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Gentlemen, straight out to your phone calls once again. We've got Simon in Florida. Simon, I've only touched really on some of the international goings-on, but there's a lot. Belarus has accepted and finalized uh, acceptance of the delivery of Russian uh, tactical nuclear systems. Uh, Of course, a Russia warship was destroyed off Crimea, earlier this year, earlier uh, this weekend. And then you have Alexander Dugan saying, you know, Israel's done for, the Middle East is going to be on fire soon, maybe this year, maybe next year, but it's certainly happening not too far into the future. What else is going on, Simon? So, Harrison, um, I've been working on this for several hours. I've got an absolutely mind-blowing scoop for you and the InfoWars audience. Um, as you do watching the um, simulcast of the Russian Ministry of Foreign Affairs with their midday press conference with the visiting foreign minister of India. But to set this up for you as to why this is so incredibly significant, just ask your audience to um, hark back to a question that Sergei Lavrov, who is one of the two true titans of international relations, along with 
Dr. Jai Shankar of India. He was asked previously, um, given the close relationship that had historically existed between India and Russia, was he concerned about how India was operating very closely with the United States in the Quad and with immigration and with technology transfers and India being neutral in regard to the conflict in Ukraine. And his response had been, India has an independent foreign policy and they will make their own choice, i.e. between America and Russia, in their own sweet time. Okay? Now, today, he had meetings this morning in a press conference, then they're going to have more meetings today. But what the Indian foreign minister said was truly extraordinary. And you can probably answer what you think the decision for the Republic of India, which is the largest country in the world, they may have made and may have surreptitiously announced whilst we were all asleep, or most of us were asleep, at 5 a.m. Texas time. Hmm. So the foreign minister of India said that it wasn't a matter of uh, strategic cooperation or even a strategic partnership, but that what was occurring between Russia and India was in fact a new term that he coined today called strategic convergence because the two countries' interests were so aligned. He praised profusely the international north-south transportation corridor, which is the uh, route that's intended to go all the way from St. Petersburg on the Baltic Sea, um, all the way down through Iran, acting as the hub of the Middle East to the west coast of India. He also talked about the um, transportation routes from Chennai on the east coast of India um, all the way through to the seaport of Vladivostok, which is on the far eastern side of Russia, looking towards Alaska, and then detailed how you could essentially go all the way around the central Eurasian landmass by then using the northern sea route which is from Vladivostok all the way around in the Arctic Circle to Murmansk. Mm. He talked about greatly expanding tourism and negotiations resuming in three weeks' time for India to establish a free trade agreement with the entire Eurasian economic area, which Iran just did on Christmas Day, along with agreed, agreeing to trade with Russia without the use of the U.S. dollar. But that would form a European Union-style free trade area from the tip of India, basically Sri Lanka, all the way through Iran, all of Central Asia, into the entire Russian Federation, the world's largest geographical free trade area. Then he talked about energy, including coal, oil, and two deals on nuclear power plants. He talked about, and this is what we, you and I discussed about a week ago, Go, BRICS, G20, and Putin and Modi resuming their annual high-level meetings. 
he talked about Ukraine, Gaza, and being grateful for Russia supporting India, getting a seat as a permanent member of the United Nations Security Council. And then the fifth resistance was he said that the new global order is rebalancing global politics and global trade. And that was halfway through his talks today. Yeah, and of course they, they are. I mean, it seems like it, they're just sort of marching on without it. It's almost, it almost feels like, you know, America's sitting over here like, I thought we were in charge. And they're just like, not really, actually. Not anymore. Actually, we're making agreements. We're moving on. We're forging ahead on these economic zones and cooperation agreements. And whether America likes it or not, sort of in doesn't matter to us. Doesn't matter to us because, you know, they're the old world and we're making the new one. And of course, this is just another another aspect, another element of the general degradation of America's power and influence and prestige around the world that these massive agreements are being signed. And either they in the past wouldn't have been signed if they were against, uh, you know, American interest. America would have some way of putting a stop to it or America would want to have a piece of the pie. I mean, we're the big dogs in the room. So, you know, you got to pay us a little bit and then we'll let you do what you want. I mean, that sort of was how the world was for a while, but it seems like increasingly that's not the case. And it seems like they're able to overcome some of what could have been petty roadblocks to cooperation. In other words, there's border conflicts between China and India. Obviously China and Russia are increasingly intertwined in their geopolitical uh, goals and aspirations. So you could see some sort of roadblock there where India and China and Russia are sort of this, uh, you know, love triangle where some of them hate each other, some of them love each other. But they're just sort of going, you know, that's a different issue. We're going to make this trade group. We're going to make this, uh, what what do you say? I wrote it down, strategic convergence, uh, cooperation between India and Russia and, you know, the border stuff with China, it's, it's really not that important. I mean, they're just doing it, aren't they? I mean, is there anything that America could do to stop this? Uh, what's the impact on America and all this? But the impact on America is, is huge. This is an astronomical strategic defeat to close out 2023. Right. Yes, another one that you and I have had the opportunity to detail to the InfoWorld audience. I mean, this is so big, I'll be talking about it for an hour on my show at uh, 7 New York time on Weaponized News on on Rumble and Twitter. But to give you an idea, Sergei Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister, said, look, you know, we've tried to cooperate with the West. And he said, and now, unfortunately, we're in a situation where the global South and the global East is aligned against the golden billion, which is the phrase Mm. he likes to use, and that essentially is the population of NATO. And right. that's where we stand in world affairs now, unfortunately. Well, unfortunately, but perhaps not unsurprisingly. Thank you very much uh, for that update. So uh, weaponized, noon, uh, weaponized News tonight at 7 p.m. New York time. Simon will be breaking down further developments uh, from this summit and everything else going on uh, around the world. And, of course, you can follow Simon on Twitter at Simon from Flory 2 And I suggest you do if you're interested in keeping up to date on the highest level uh, international goings on weaponized news on Rumble. Thank you so much for the call. As always, Simon, we're going to be joined in the next hour by Daniel Miller of the Texas Nationalist Movement. I do want to remind you that 
everything that we're seeing now is unfolding exactly as we told you because we weren't predicting it. We were just reading the plans of the people that have now put them into motion. And we've been, I don't want to say right about everything, but I will. We've been right about everything. And if only people had listened before, it would have been a lot easier to fix the problems that we currently find ourselves confronted by. The problems are still fixable. We can still solve them. People should still be listening to us more so now than ever. But we won't be able to get this message out. We won't be able to try to reorient and right this ship before it goes down. If you don't go to InfoWarsStore.com to support us, InfoWarsStore.com is the only place we get funding. Fantastic products, fantastic prizes. But best of all, you keep us on the air and in the fight. A true 360 win. The Christmas Mega Super Sale still on at InfoWarsStore.com. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. And I want to encourage you now to realize that InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. and That's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life while at the same time keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now.